0: Hey there everybody and welcome to the Biathlon Podcast. It is Thursday the 25th of November and I am your host Will Prov. Cold's died down a bit, so hopefully uh, a little bit a little bit less gross mouth-breathing in this episode, the second of two prediction pods. Earlier on, I stuck my neck out and threw down some way-too-early predictions for the season's Crystal Globes. But now we're going to stay a little bit close to home and look at the best bets for the weekend's action in Ostersund. Let me know your predictions, whether you agree or disagree, either on Facebook or at Podcast at gmail.com. We do have an action-packed weekend in front of us, but before we get to that, I do already have some racing news to bring you up to speed on, because the IBU Cup is up and running already, and it could barely have been closer in both races that we saw today. It was the sprint races over in Idra in Sweden, and it's good news for all you German fans out there, as both victories went to the Germans. This morning, Marion wiesensata took the win in the women's race, coming into the final shoot 15 seconds off the pace and missing a target. But it was just about enough, as everyone ahead of her had missed two, and she took the provisional lead by the finest of margins from Catherine Colombo, just half a second in it. Colombo looking very good on the skis, which is good news for the French team. Nerves were on edge, though, later in the race, as the young Russian Anastasia Shevchenko looked like she might be in line to take the win herself uh, but she also missed one on the standing shoot fell back a little bit on the last lap and uh, fell away from the podium then in the men's race it was once again germany who stood victorious as lucas fratcher followed up his win in the final ibu cup race of last year with a win in the first race of the season today in a race with misses aplenty in the range fratcher held his nerve and like vision sata before him uh, missed one in the stand but came home sitting on top of the leaderboard by just over a second from Johannes Kern. Just like earlier, though, it was a nervous wait for a German because Norway's and Aspenes was a man on a mission. Shooting clear on the stand after missing one in the prone, he just couldn't quite get there. He came in second, missing out on the win by just 0.3 of a second but posting the best result of his career by some distance. Uh, Previously, his best was a 12th. After missing out on selection for the World Cup, though, it was a tough day for Erlen Biontergaard. He started bib number one and missed three today, finishing 16th and, uh, a bit more painfully, fifth of the Norwegians. But back to the World Cup, and we have four races in two days to look forward to, with the season kicking off on Saturday. It's the women's individual that starts us off in the morning, followed by the men in the afternoon. And then it's sprint time for the World Cup starters on Sunday, with the women's 7.5 and the men's 10km. Forecast is looking pretty nice, low wind. Uh, Nice cold temperatures as well, so it looks good for shooting, and hopefully those temperatures mean that the tracks shouldn't break up too much for the later starters. So, let's start things off, and for those of you who listened last year, I'm going to be sticking with the same formula, looking at uh, one or two of the favourites, then a bit of a sort of longer shot, a bit of a dark horse, and then a full-on wild card for the race. Uh, And I'm going to start with that first race. That's the women's individual. And you may be in for a bit of a shock when I look at the odds because we don't have a Norwegian in the top five. So right out of the gates, backing either Roiceland or Ekhoff at 10-1. to uh, Sounds like a pretty fantastic bet to me and one you might not see again uh, for the whole season. Uh, This is the individual, though, so you do have to keep that in mind. Um, Maybe not the kind of race uh, for Ekhoff or Roysland. In their absence at the top of the odds, it is your Olympic individual champion from Sweden, Hannah Erberg, who comes into the first race as favourite. She's at 4-1 for the win. Next to her, though, is a bit of a new name towards the top. Second favourite, it's her sister Elvira at 11-2. Now, that may come as much of a shock as the fact that we don't have any Norwegians in the top five but Elvira has been absolutely tearing it up in preseason over in Idra. Uh, her speed on the skis is looking crazy fast. She came close to winning the Idra Sprint herself with three penalty shots, uh, and then showed what she could do in the individual race by shooting clear and beating the field by one minute and 50 seconds. And it was Lisa Vitozzi who came in second in that race. Uh, in that Idra Sprint, though, it's interesting to note with five penalties further down the field, Stina Nielsen, who is uh, definitely one that a lot of us are going to be watching this season. She had five misses and only finished four minutes and 22 behind Elvira. Sorry, I said the sprint. That should have been the individual. Um, I think, of course, winning the individual is probably out of the question there for Stina Nielsen, but uh, maybe a top 20, that would be good work for her. And then in Sunday's sprint, I think she could definitely be in the mix to ruffle some feathers. Back to Elvira though, and I do really think that the pre-season hype does have some legs. Uh, the ski speed was great at points last year, of course, and while it it dropped off as the season went on, uh, you got to note that that also happened across the board for the Swedish team, especially on the women's side. So maybe more of a fault, whether that was sort of potentially overtraining, but it was something I think more specific to last year rather than anything that we should expect to uh, to sort of bleed into this season as well. So, of the favourites, I'm going with Elvira for the win, although either of the Erberg sisters is a pretty solid bet. But if you do uh, like to maybe put a bit, bit of a chance on there, how can you bet against Tyrellekov at 10-1? to For the slightly longer shot, though, the mid-range bets, we, uh, again, really spoiled for choice. You've got the likes of Brizard Boucher and Chevalier Boucher, uh, both of them at 25-1. to 1. But personally, I like the look of marquetta Davidova at 17-1. to 1. Uh, She again, looking good in pre-season. She raced against the best Norway and France had to offer the other week in Schosen, And looked in pretty tidy shape with the rifle. Shooting clear in the sprint. Missing two in the mass start. But skiing at a, a sort of similar level to the winner that day who was Ingrid Tandrevold. Tandrevold. Uh, she is the world champ, of course, you can't hold that against her, and still just 24 years old, which seems mad. She feels like she's been around for so long at this point, point. Um, and I think maybe because of that, she obviously came onto the scene with, the, with a hell of a bang, and I think now she starts to get a bit overlooked um, with all the hype around other athletes, I mean, justifiably around other athletes like Elvira at the moment. But I think that suits Davidova. Uh, the same could have been said as we went into uh, the World Championships last year. She wasn't really being talked about as a threat for victory, uh, but then popped up and took that individual gold. So I would not be at all surprised uh, to see the Czech athlete up on the top step of the podium. As for my long shot, I think I've got to mention first Julia Simón at 40-1. to 1, Uh, The individual, again, maybe like Ekov, it's not where you'd expect uh, Simon to shine. And uh, I'd feel much more comfortable backing her in the sprint. But this is an athlete that we know can win at the highest level. We know she can win in the longer races. Um, So one to look out for, I think, in the individual and definitely one to look out for in the sprint. However, that's not my tip here because I want to talk about Russia's Svetlana Mironova, who is at 80-1 for the win and 9-1 for a top 6 finish, which might be the smart bet there. Uh, it was sort of quietly a fairly nice year for Moronova last time round. Five podiums, uh, not at her best, but uh, occasionally right up there on speed, looking good in those relays. And it's the longer races where she was sort of excelling as well. She was fifth in the World Championships uh, in the individual, the race that Davidova won. And uh, she could be a bit of a long shot to disrupt things for the favourites on Saturday. Um, again, 80 to 1 for the win. Maybe that 9 to 1 for a top 6 finish is the smarter bet for anyone that likes the look of Mironova. The odds for the sprints have not yet been published, unfortunately, but I'd have to assume that, barring uh, some disastrous performances in the individual, Eckhoff and Reusland will be the favourite and second favourite, respectively. I think, respectively, respectively, even. <laughs> but I think it's uh, more likely. We'll see, like I say, someone like a Julius Simonshine. Not to take it away from ekhoff but I also like the chances of Zanara alimba who also looked on good form in the pre-season. A couple of names to look out for there once those odds uh, reveal themselves. Over in the men's uh, 15-kilometre individual, um, if if you've listened before, you know, I don't really like backing the strong favourites, although in my Crystal Globe, so predictions that might not be uh, not be true to form. Um, but here, I don't want to back Johannes I don't want to back Ligreed, but I do want to back Tayebo at 9-1 to for the win. Uh, he had some setbacks over the summer. He had a couple of spills, particularly one in uh, Holman Cullen Park uh, that looked pretty nasty there on the, uh, the old roller skis. But he's back in good health now and has been putting in some pretty tasty performances Uh, Of those big names in the Shosun Sprint, he came out on top. He was third on the day with one miss, but beat the likes of Dale, Fionn Jacqueline, Jacquelin, and Ligrid fairly comfortably, especially when you factor in the misses. He then doubled down on that with a victory in the mass start, again skiing better than Fionn Maillet. Jacquelin did have the edge on him in ski speed uh, that day, but as much as I love uh, Jacquelin, I don't fancy him so much in the individual races. Uh, so of those favourites, it's Taibo for me. Uh, and if the preseason can be extrapolated, then he maybe could even sort of leave a shot out there compared to someone like a Ligreed and still run him close despite the minute penalty. Johanna's still a bit of a mystery, obviously, didn't race in those preseason races. Uh, but we do have to assume he'll be quick uh, and right up there at the top. As a dark horse, Alexander Loganov is looking quite menacing to me back at 25 to 1. Uh, I've talked a fair amount about those Shusen races. Um, I'm not sure that pronunciation is quite right, by the way. I am trying my best, though. Apologies to uh, to any Norwegian listeners out there, because I'm sure that's uh, not the best pronunciation. Um, but we've talked a fair amount about Shusen. We've talked about Idra as well, but not so much about Obertiliak over in Austria. Uh, We had the Russians, Americans, Austrians and Belarusians over there, uh, among others. And it was Loganov who took victory in the men's sprint. There were no true sort of real burners out there in terms of ski speed. But you can only beat those who are put out in front of you. And he did the business on the day, shooting nine out of ten. I don't think we'll get a real measure of the sort of form he's on on the skis, though, until Saturday. He's had mixed results. Uh, in Ostersund in the past, lost out on a podium in the same individual race a couple of years ago, where he had two misses in the final shoot uh, for card-taking the victory that day, I believe. So, again, it's one of those, the win might be asking a bit too much of Loganov, but he is a tough man to count out. He wasn't on great form last year before he took those victories in Antolts. So, someone to keep an eye on, definitely, um, as he takes the start. Last up though, let's take a look at my long shot for the men's race. And before the sort of season narrative sweep us away, I do want to take a moment to recognise Mikhail Krukmeier. Uh, the Czech veteran has been having himself a pretty nice summer and finds himself at 100-1 to 1 for the win and 5-1 to 1 to make the top 10. Uh, he's not been up against the biggest names, but he's racked up some pretty nice wins recently. Uh, over in Schuesson, again, he took the B race mass start uh, and he had a great time over in the Summer World Championships. Uh, home races for him over in Nova Miesto, he took the Sprint Pursuit double there. Again, not a lot of big names there, but you, you've got a win. Only one person can, and it was Krikmeyer taking both the wins in the Sprint and the Pursuit. Um, again, taking the win, something miraculous is probably going to have to happen there. But the early season can spring up some surprising results, and if some of the bigger names maybe fail, have some uh, little couple of meltdowns on the range, someone like a kripmeyer could find themselves troubling the top ten. Uh, and as I say, five to one there, Kriukmeyer to make that top ten on Saturday. Again on the men's side, no odds yet for the sprints. Um, again, as with the uh, the women with Ekhoff and Roseland. I think it's fairly safe to assume that Johannes is going to go in as favourite, possibly light grid second. But myself, I am backing Sebastian Samuelson for the win. Johannes coming in second. And I think we might see a little bit of Lukas Hofer, third place there, obviously taking that victory last year in Ostersund. Uh, he should have his uh, dander up for a good performance. That'll do us for now. I'll be back after the racing's all said and done to review all the thrills and all the spills. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's bloody great to have Biaflon back. And I'll see you on the other side of the weekend.